Welcome everybody to the Florida State League Radio Network. Happy to have you guys along the podcast today. My name is Dylan. As always, I am your host today. We are here today with a former Astros bullpen catcher. And he was also featured on a couple of videos with Zach Campbell, as you guys all know, the famous ball hawker. Uh, We are here today with Carlos Munoz. Carlos, welcome to the podcast and welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure and uh, very happy to have you on. And thank you for taking out time out of your schedule in order to be able to do this interview with me. So let's get right into it. So my first question is, what or who got you into baseball? And did you always want to be a bullpen catcher? Well, uh, I'm going to talk about when my dad pushed me very hard when I was, I remember I was like seven years old back in Venezuela. Uh, I didn't want to. I don't. I didn't. I didn't really want to play baseball back then. But he pushed me so hard. He wanted. He want. He wanted to be a big leaguer. So I remember we were like in front of his uh, mom's house, my grandma back then, and then I was holding this stick, and then he was trying to make me make contact to this tennis ball, and then I couldn't hit the tennis ball. So he got frustrated, and then he kept taking me to baseball practices and, you know, but he was the one who pushed me very hard all the way until I decided to come to the States uh, around 24, 25 years ago. And then, well, I didn't decide to become a uh, bullpen catcher. I was with the Houston Astros just throwing batting practice. Uh, Starting 2009, I did that for four or five years. I even did some bad boy duties. Uh, when I was like 32, 33 years old, they asked me if I, if I, if I, well, they didn't ask me. They told me, hey, you're, you're a bad boy tomorrow. We need you tomorrow because the high school guys that can come over tomorrow is a day game tomorrow. So, so make sure you shave and then show up ready to be a bad boy. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. That was when the Astros were in the uh, in the National League. So the games usually start like a like a weekdays around one p.m. So I had to do it. So the position for the bullpen catcher gig opened up, and then they they didn't ask me that year. So the year after that, David Stern, who's the currently who's he's the uh, Brewers uh, general manager, he told me. He didn't ask me neither. He told me, "Hey, you're gonna be today. You're gonna this year. You're gonna be in the bullpen, just home games, and then we'll decide if if we if we want to take you. If we're gonna take you in the road." It only took like like three road trips, and then the veteran guys in the bullpen they were like, "Hey, we need you on the road. We need you on the road for and double double barrel situations. We need somebody. We can't call the dugout and wait for this utility player." who's coming just like walking this we need just I'm willing to travel. Just talk to the management right there in the building. Just call and tell him. And then he was a coach. Hey, we need you in the room. I'm like, yeah, I want to go. I mean, you're the second guy ask, uh, telling me the same thing. Just talk to the, the to the big guys and I'll, and I'll be in the road with you guys. So one day the travel secretary texts me and he asked me, 
can you travel tomorrow? I'm like, yes, sir. And it was the beginning. Yeah, that's 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 crazy to think, and that must have been a you know a big change for you too. You know, just kind of being called upon as a bullpen catcher. That must have been a you know a big uh, a change from being a BP pitcher and really not having to do much with the you know the bullpen and such and warming up the pitchers. And that must have been a big change for you. Yeah, for just catching pants, and then also if you go to the where they don't have they don't have uh, boys who can they can warm up the outfielders I have to warm up the outfielders between units too and it was physically I mean people think oh it's a dream job yeah it is it's a, it's a dream job but I mean physically man you have to be in shape and mentally strong to, to perform that job yeah, I I can I can just imagine it right now. It, it's probably one of those jobs where you have to be physically in shape and and you got to be you know tough and just mentally in the, in the zone. I, I can just imagine that already right yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and like and when I when I said uh, you need to be uh, in shape, I'm not talking about big muscle, six pack, anything yeah. like that. I'm I'm talking about you know your shoulder, your arm. You have. I mean, I I used to train myself as a pitcher, like. Uh, I used to run uh, like the pitchers do. I used to do, you know, my, my cardio. My, my, my. I, I used to stretch a lot. I still do. But, I mean, you need to stretch a lot, uh, rest, eat better, and then you know. Um, sometimes, I mean, my sister, she's a massage therapist, so uh, I have to ask for a couple of touches. and all that and then by may june i mean you're already done you're ready physically you're done yeah yeah and, and 162 games man it, it's a long long season you're you're physically mm-hmm. out of it by the all-star game so yeah I, exactly i, I completely yep. understand where you're coming from on that um yeah that's a that's a tough job but it must be fun man it, it pays off for sure so let me get to my second question for you is what was your time like playing for the Venezuelan national team? So describe, you know, that time playing for Team Venezuela. What was it like? What was the clubhouse atmosphere like? Just kind of describe it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I would select, uh, I mean, the first practice, it was, I mean, there were around like 60 players. 60 players and only, they only had room for like, I remember, 15 players. And then I used to be a middle infielder, second base and then third baseman. But, I mean, they had thoughts playing that, those positions. And then I decided to try it out as a center fielder. And I made the team as a center fielder. And that was, I mean, for me, that was, I mean, it was amazing just wearing that jersey with your country name right here and down the chest in the jersey and I mean it was one of my dreams and I, I only not only play for Venezuela represent Venezuela once I did it twice my first time was in uh, we went to I was still living in Venezuela we represent Venezuela and we went to this tournament in Baton Rouge so we we had the opportunity to play at LSU uh, baseball field Okay, that was 
oh man, that's great. I mean, the atmosphere, it was a lot of pressure. We were, I remember we were like 16 years old kids. We were facing 17 and 18 years old guys. I remember for Team Austin, they had Lance Bergman. Oh my God, Lance Bergman. And then I remember Adam Everett playing for Georgia team. And Michael, Michael Barrett, the catcher, the former catcher for the Cubs, he was playing in that uh, Georgia team too. Oh man, and those guys, they were killing us every single game. But it was a good experience. And the next year, the, the year after that one, we went to New York, to Binghamton. That was cold. I mean, for guys coming from this country where summertime is all year round, and then you get to this point where, I mean, it was freezing. I mean, we couldn't perform that well. It was like freezing. Like, I mean, but, I mean, we, but we, we, we still play our, our baseball, you know, and then we have, we have fun. And I remember, uh, trading teachers with the other teams. I think, I think I still have a couple of teachers here in my closet from, man, that was in 1993. Wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it was a nice period. Yeah. And then whoever has the opportunity right now to play for Team USA or to another, or for another nation, I mean, it's a nice and great opportunity. Make sure you take a lot of pictures, and mm. and if you have the opportunity to 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 trade teams for, uh, with other players from other nations, do it because that's 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 a great memory right there. And also make sure you bring the brochure, the tournament brochure, because a couple of years from there you're gonna see who you play against with. I mean, yeah. I have these names down. Like, oh my God, I play against this guy. No wonder. Oh yeah, and Lance Berman, Lance Berman's here, and this other guy is here. Yeah, and people don't believe me. Yeah, I play against those guys. They kill us. They kill us every single game. Yeah, and and that must have been funny too, you know, with Lance Berkman. You know, you got to play Lance before he got to the majors, and then once he got to the majors, you were teammates with him. You know, you were a coach, and obviously he was a player. So that must have been a interesting story in the clubhouse. You guys might have probably talked about that a lot, you know, throughout the you know. Oh yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. That. Yeah, when I had the opportunity to talk to Adam Everett and Lance Berman about that tournament, they remember. They like, oh, you play for Venice? Yeah, I was playing there. I was the center fielder. I remember. I remember. I was, I was playing. I was playing uh, center field, and we played at this high school field. We played the first game at uh, LSU field, and then the second uh, second game we went to this high school field named Episcopal in Baton Rouge. So I was playing center field, and Aaron Everett hit a fly ball to center field. I'm like, okay, I got it. And that was getting close to the fence. I got it. I got it. I mean, it was a bomb. I'm like, remember? Yeah, I remember that bomb. Dude, that was a, that was a barely bomb. That was not like a bomb. I mean, if I, if I were John, I would cut that ball, but I mean, you were lucky. And all the, I mean, they remember that. And last Berman, he got tagged by this lefty we took over there. He was, this lefty, our lefty was like 86, 88. He got pegged in the back. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that guy. I didn't want to say that. I don't want to say, I don't want to mention what he said about the lefty, but he got pegged down the middle of his back. <laughs> but yeah great memories that's awesome yeah. yeah and i've and i actually had a guy come on maybe about a month ago two months ago uh and he actually played for the world baseball classic for team australia and he even said the same thing you know it's such a fun experience being able to play for your home country because you know there's just so much support behind you and stuff and he played for team australia so it's not as big of a baseball market but and that's what i like about like these 
lower end baseball markets and even like teams like team Venezuela and stuff, they have so much passion they bring to this game. It means so much to you guys to win this, to win like a world baseball classic or now even this year with the Olympics this year, coming back to uh, the 2020 games. I mean, it's such an important thing for these players to win it for their country. It's insane how crazy it is. Um, how important it is for these guys. Some, some guys, they don't care about winning. uh, I mean, everyone wants to win a world series, obviously, but I mean, for some of the guys, they, they're excited even to win a World Baseball Classic championship because they want to win it for their country and they're representing it. So it, it's insane to think about that. Um, my next question to you is, is there a difference from being a bullpen catcher to being a catcher player? So like a, being a regular catcher, you know, playing and such. Is there a big differences and is there any similarities to it at all? Well, when you're like, when you catch in the bullpen, like like I was doing a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, you don't have anybody on base. I mean, you just they're trying to warm up this guy. Yep. You know, you don't have to block. If you if you want to block, just block or scoop. I used to scoop, and I used to block. I used to block. You know, balls in the dirt when we were like playing at these uh, fields, like let's say tropic kind of field, open pens, open bullpens. You know, like you have to block because if you don't block the ball. The ball's gonna go all the way to the home plate. And yeah. They're gonna stop the game for you. Everybody's gonna stare at you, and then they're gonna boo you and all that. I mean, I went through all that, and in Oakland too. If you don't block the ball in Oakland, I mean, another open, another open bullpen down the right field line. The ball's gonna bounce against the right field fans. Gonna end up in the right fielder uh, feet. So they're gonna stop the game. And, you know, you have to block in those fields. Besides that, I mean, you got to be able to warm up uh, these guys and um, get them ready. And also, if you can spend some time before, before uh, you know, doing spring training, okay, I think I'm going to warm you. Uh, you. Yeah, yeah, you made a team. Okay, you're going to be a reliever. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, what do you throw and what do you like to do? Uh, you you want to throw two three pitches and then you want me down. You want to throw ten pitches and then you want me to get down on my knees or what? It, and then you you get familiar with them, yep. you know. And then okay, breaking ball. You want breaking ball? You want me to stay in the middle? You want me to go inside or you want me to ah? Uh, you stay in the middle for breaking ball. Uh, how about change up? Change up? Oh, you know what? Change up. I like I like to throw some change up sometimes on the dirt in front of the home plate. Okay, just throw that and. That's pretty much, I mean, while the guy uh, in the game, you know, have to deal, it's like a, another extra coach, the guy playing, catching the game, you know. You have to you have to stick with this plan, um, implemented by the pitching coach and the manager, okay, this is how we're going to attack these pitchers today. Uh, I mean, these hitters from the other team today, you know, they have more responsibility more than a bullpen catcher. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I, I just as you were talking about it, I just thought of a question. Do you do you think it's harder to kind of work with pitchers during spring training because you kind of get so many new different faces, you know, guys who are from the minor leagues who get brought up to major league camp? Is it kind of harder to work in spring training with all these pitchers and just learning about them? Or is it is it easier? Actually, is it easy to work in spring training and stuff? Because then you get to know them throughout the season. Well, uh Yes or no? It's hard because you don't know how this guy, let's say Michael Reed, I would say, I'm just making this name up. Michael yeah. Reed, I don't know how his slider breaks. I don't know if it's lurk. I don't know if it's, uh, 
it's lighter, it's like a cutter, I don't know if it's lighter, breaks like a curveball, I don't know, but I'm gonna find out now, you know, because if this guy, if this guy makes a team, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be catching, I'm, I'm gonna be catching this guy. If he doesn't make the team, he's probably gonna get called up, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks, two, three months into the season, so I, I know already how he pitches. You know, so that's that's a good opportunity to know these guys uh, and spring training. So when during the season, you know already how this guy this guy throws. He's a uh, sec pretty much his secondary stuff like breaking balls and all that. Now fastball, sometimes fastball. You know, you got pitchers that they throw their fastball and sometimes their fastball sinks or tells or raises. You know, you never know. But I mean, like I said, it's good. It's a good time for you to to meet and and see this guy stuff yeah for sure for sure uh yeah it, it's kind of nice that's why i like spring training so much you just kind of get to work with the players get to know them more it, it's kind of a refresher in a sense for for all of you guys as coaches and such so that's, again that's why i love spring training and and you just get to see every new face it, it's 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 a fun yeah. experience so my next question to you is you were a part of the 2010 mlb scouting school uh, describe what that is and how and why you took part in the school. So just kind of give a little bit of background behind the actual school, what okay. it's about, yeah. and what you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I was uh, I was I was working these Astros Houston Astros pre-draft workout in 2010, and then uh, Mr. Bobby Heck, who works for the for the race right now for the front office. He was he was the scouting director for the Astros back then. He asked me, "Okay, cuz what do you want to do next?" And then he asked me, and then at the same time he proposed. He asked, uh, he told me, "Hey, I want, I want, I want to send you to scouting school. You want to do it?" I'm like, "Scouting school? I mean, I want to stay here, but at the same time, scout." Uh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I'm gonna give you two options: domestic, you go to Arizona school, or international. I'm gonna send you to Dominican for free you're not gonna pay anything just just tell me take take some time and then i got and then i, I and then i asked a couple coaches around um should i do it should i i mean what do you think yeah yeah do it it's good for your resume you get your certification and then if you don't want to do it now good for your resume you'll do it later oh okay and then back then uh Bobby Hedge, uh locker room was in front in front of mine, and I told him right away that day, "Hey, you know, you know what, Bobby, I want to do it. Uh, I'll, I'll do international." So they sent me to Dominican Republic for two weeks. So pretty much, uh, uh, we were around uh, thirty-five guys from Dominican, from Venezuela, from Dominican, Venezuela, a couple guys from Mexico, and a couple guys from Puerto Rico. So. Uh, Pretty much, they took us to these um, baseball complexes. Uh, I remember going to the New York Mets complex. I had the opportunity to see over there. Um, I forgot the name of this reliever. He used to he used to pitch for the Mets. Ah, oh, Familia, Familia. Oh, okay, yeah. Familia, the pitcher. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was like. He was already signed, young kid throwing 97, 98 miles, miles, miles per hour fastballs there. I'm like, Familia. And then Familia was there. And then this shortstop, shortstop for the Mets, is now playing for the D-back first base. 
Remember the guy who got traded? He he thought he got traded. Oh, I'm uh, playing sure stuff for the Mets. Um, Flores. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, Flores. yeah, right. Yep. Flores, Wilmer Flores was there playing short stuff too. I'm like, oh my god, look at these guys. Yeah, yeah, pay attention to these guys because in the the future they're gonna be up there in, uh, in New York. I'm like, seriously, yeah. And also, uh, I, I remember going to the Rockies complex. I saw Juan Nicasio there. He was nasty, like 98, 99 yeah. pitching uh, against these little kids. I mean, but anyways, I mean, Nicasio and also a couple more guys. I, I forgot their names. Well, they are, they, they, uh, we have uh, around, we have like five groups. I was part of this group where our instructor asks us every day, okay. Uh, today, I want you guys to pay attention to the second baseman for Baltimore. And then uh, for the Yankees, I want you to pay attention to the pitcher. And remember, when we get back to the hotel, you guys are going to do a report about the second baseman and about the pitcher. And after you do the report, uh, you guys going to give me that report. And then I'm going to grade that report. And then after that, I'm going to sit down with each of you and then go after every single thing you put down there. Man, that was hard. That was hard for two weeks, but at the end it was a great experience. Now the guys that uh, I used to like attend that uh, uh, course back uh, down in Dominican, Dominican Republic. Now they're like they're like uh, uh, field directors for the. I remember this guy. Uh, he was a scout for the men's. Now he's a field director for uh, the Blue Jays down in Dominican, and this guy that used to. Um, the, uh, he used to work for Doritos Warehouse, and he's like, "Okay, I'm just paying all my savings here because I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about this. I want to do this. I want to be a scout. And I'm, I'm just putting down all. I mean, he paid out of his pocket, and now he's the he's the farm director for Milwaukee Brewers and Dominican. Can wow. you? I mean, imagine that. That's crazy. So yeah." Yeah, and then I remember we had a lady in our group. She's now she now works for the um, for the Cleveland Indians as a skill coach. Uh, man, I forgot her name. Yeah, but she's pretty good, bilingual, very talented. She started with the Mets. Now she's with uh, with uh, with Cleveland and the minor. But yeah, I mean, it was very exciting. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're doing that anymore. That school anymore. I think, uh, I think if you want to be a scout now, I think you have to go through these independent schools. Yeah, I think but, there's like an independent school that they do. I think I've seen some stuff on it and such uh, online. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, it was a great experience too. I met a lot of people and I'm still in contact with them. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and it's crazy to think mm-hmm. that some of those people they started out at, in that scouting school and they made it to being like field directors and the skills coach, the mm-hmm. as you said with the Indians. So that's incredible to see, you know, and and for you that must have been really cool to be able to see Familia and Flores, you know, guys who are now thriving yeah. in the major leagues, who are some of the best in our game right now, especially Flores. You know, when he was at the Mets. He was good, but he, you know, he really never took it to the next. He didn't take it to the next level just yet, and when now he's in the D backs and he's killing it right now for Arizona. So yeah. that's awesome, probably for you to be able to say, "Oh, I got to see these oh, guys yeah. progress and stuff." Uh, yeah, what you're mentioning about, I mean, all these guys that I went to scouting school with. I mean, baseball is crazy and it's amazing. If you if you if you want to work in baseball, you never know where you're going to end up if you 
if you put your 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 time down i mean if you start working on your uh, creating your networking and all that uh meeting people and then also educating yourself you know because you have to show what you what you got okay they're gonna ask you okay uh do you know anything about analytics do you know anything about do you know how to how to handle a rap soto device or a trackman now that's what they're asking if you want to join a play development system, they 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 they, they need you. They 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 need you to know all of that. They, no, they're gonna teach me that. What after they hire me, they have to teach me. No, I mean you have to learn. You have to know how to handle all the, those devices. So as soon as you get there down there, to I mean to any minor league system, you you're ready to go. You know you land and ready to go. Yeah, especially and with all the technology, it's a changing, changing game now. Especially now with there's robo umpires. I mean, it's 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 a new it's a new era of baseball. I mean, it really is. It's it's incredible to see the progression. It's gone from from you know it really being just regular baseball to now it's every they look at analytics and such and it you know it reminds me of uh, the thing like like in Moneyball and stuff. They it really that's kind of what I think of when it mostly started with analytics and stuff just looking at numbers and crunching to see what it's incredible how baseball has just advanced in 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 just the technology and and the statistics and it's incredible let's get into my next question you were obviously we talked about it earlier you were the bp pitcher for the astros from the 2009 to 2013 2014 season what was it like to be able to pitch to guys like Lance Berkman, Carlos Lee, a young J.D. Martinez who's now thriving with the Red Sox right now? What was it like to pitch to some of those guys who have had a lot of success? Lance Berkman, a World Series champion. J.D.'s a World Series champion. You pitch to guys like Hunter Pence, who I'm actually getting on my podcast on Thursday, which I'm excited to talk to him Thursday. Um, what was it just it like being able to pitch to these guys? And what were some of the best showings you saw from these players during batting practice? I mean, uh, it was amazing uh, to work along uh, Lance Bergman. I remember uh, Lance going to a uh, to the batting cage Sunday morning. Okay, I'm gonna do T first, one ball, land drive down the middle, just one land drive down the middle off the T. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm like seriously, and I mean, and you see Lance going back through the door. Oh my! Oh my God! He's serious. He's gone. Just one ball, one swing down the middle of the cage. I'm ready. I'm done. Bye. Seriously, I mean, he's he. I mean, he used to be fun. And still, he's he's a great guy. I've seen him around here. I live here in the Houston area, and I seen and I seen him around. Actually, I coach. I'm coaching right now this 13U team where where my catcher. I mean, uh, his uncle is is Lance Bergman, and uh, I mean, I get to see him once in a while in the area, and it's great. And also, I remember J.D. Martinez one day when I was with the Astros, he called me over, hey, Carlos, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, yeah, what happened? This was in a spring training. Hey, what happened? Yeah, hey, can you, call, can you go to that cage right there in field three and meet me there in 20 minutes? Nobody needs to know about this. It's you and me. I want you to throw me, throw body practice to me. Yeah, 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 I'll go, I'll go. Just go, go, go. No, no, you go first. Okay, I'll go. I'll see you there. Okay. So, man, it used to be like 30, 40 minutes every morning for like one week. 
and the guy was trying to figure out his swing. I'm like, oh my god, this guy has power. He he has like the like he he wants to get better. This guy's gonna he's, this guy's gonna be somebody one day. This I mean I'm talking about 2011, my first sprint training, 2011 with the Astros. When he got called up by the Astros, I think it was in 2012. I'm not sure. When he got called up during the season, he called me over again. Hey, Carlos. He used to call me, and he still called me, Machina, like machine, the machine. But in Spanish, it's Machina. Because I throw and throw and throw, and I don't get tired. Hey, Machina, if I see if I see J.D. Martinez, like, at this mall or at this location, Machina, and he would turn around, and he would say, hey, he would know he's me. You know? It happened here when they come here to play the Astros in 2018. I was waiting the hotel for another another person in the Boston Red Sox Hotel here in Houston, and then I'm like, oh, that's J.D. Machina, and he turned around, hey, what are you doing here? Okay, anyways, he called me over one morning, hey, Carlos, come here, do you have a place where we can, we, we can go and hit? I don't want to see kids around, no media, nothing, just you and me, because I need to hit. Oh my God, you're going to get me in trouble. No, 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 nobody needs to know about this. Every morning for one week and a half, meeting J.D. Martinez at these batting cages, 8.30 in the morning. And he was hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. And I'm like, oh my God, J.D. And look, look where he's right now. I'm very proud of this guy. J.D. Martinez, I'm proud of that guy. Yeah, I mean, J.D. Martinez, he definitely found his swing, I'll tell you that much. He is... <laughs> <laughs> killing it man yeah, I mean, he he's an incredible athlete he really is and he also is. watch listen listen if you visit my my instagram account you you i want you to scroll down and then you're gonna see me i mean that the, the video is a little bit blurry but you're gonna see me just working with jd in this cage it's an indoor cage it's there standing there hitting and i'm just putting the ball on the tee this one was filmed by my wife i remember if you scroll down, be patient. You find the video. You find the clip in my uh, Instagram Instagram account, Carlos Nine Six Munoz, and you'll see it there. Oh, I'm I'm excited. I I would be nervous at that point. If if you're saying he had the power back then, I would be nervous as heck oh, yeah. right now. I would be like, just don't take my head off, please. Like, man, that that but that yeah, that must be a fun thing. Just be able to get to work with these guys and a guy like Lance Berkman, that's pretty hilarious that he only would have hit yeah. one pit and then he would be in the dugout getting ready for the game. That's yeah, crazy to think. Him. You can ask him about that. Yeah. I, I will I will love to I would love to ask Lance about that. That would be a pleasure. I always thought Lance would be a great, you know, T V guy. He just always seemed like the type of guy who was just a fun loving guy always out on the field. He just seemed like a type of T V guy, I guess. I don't know why. Um but yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's really, really cool. And yeah, J D man, he's a hell of an athlete. He's he's one of the best right now. Uh, so my next yeah. question is, the Astros obviously they moved to the American League in twenty thirteen from the National League. You know, as a BP pitcher and even as a bullpen catcher, uh, you obviously weren't a bullpen catcher at the time, but, you know, a year, about a year after you were, became a bullpen catcher, was there a bit of an adjustment for the team and even for you guys as coaches? Because obviously in the National League, it's a bit different, you know, with pitchers hitting and such, you know, in the nine position or even in the eight position. Uh, was there a big transition for you guys going from the National League to the American League? Yeah, I will say the the one of the toughest transition will be, I mean, back then was the um, the the trips, 
you know, like back then it was St. Louis. It's like a, not, not even two hours from Houston, and and you have Chicago, and then you have what else? Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Milwaukee, then, I think. Exactly, exactly. Now you have to like after a nine game, you have to go and fly to Seattle, and then you have to land. Houston time, six o'clock in the morning, Houston time in Seattle, and then sleep all the way. I mean, I'm talking about in, in our side, coaching staff sleep to like 11.30, get up and get ready and go back to, and drive back or walk, walk to the Safeco field, you know? That's one of the hardest part. And then uh, I would say Oakland too. I mean, Oakland, two hours different. Oakland and and Anaheim and that's that's I mean that's a that's a tough that's a tough division. I'm talking about uh uh trip wise, you know, like but I mean on this side, like I mentioned before, St. Louis and Chicago and and I mean that's and that's that's easy I would say, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, for sure. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to don't have to go all the way out west and such because there is a time difference. Exactly. Obviously, it is a it is a change and such. And obviously, you guys, you know, you play out west when you're in the National League Central and stuff. But most of your division in the Central is close to you guys. You know, only maybe in a few hours away. So you know, with the West, it's a bit different. Obviously, I understand what they tried to do. You know, even up the leagues, make it a bit even. Uh, you know, help out with, you know, wild cards and division, all that stuff. And also, you guys, you know, Texas Rangers were the, you know, interleague rival, I guess you would say, before you guys moved to the National League. So, you know, I guess keep that rivalry going. But, yeah, definitely for sure, uh, travel's definitely, you know, been a big thing. That's the nice thing about uh, the league that I cover, the Florida State League. You know, it's literally every team's in Florida. So, like, travel for them, for all of them is, like, maybe two hours away, and obviously you dealt with that in the Grapefruit League, obviously, you know, only maybe three, four, five hours away. I mean, probably longer, though, but you get what I'm saying, you know. it Just travel definitely is a big thing, especially for you guys as well. You guys are on planes, and it's probably hard for you guys to sleep through some of those plane rides home and such, so I I can understand that completely. Uh, My last question to you is, you recently started a YouTube channel, obviously. I just uh, you just posted on your Instagram recently. What do you have planned for the channel going forward? Like, what do you plan on posting on it? And and what is some of the what do you want to achieve by what, what do you want to achieve with this YouTube channel? Do you want to try and get kids into do it, playing baseball and stuff, or you just want to help out? You know, like give some hitting tips or catching tips. What are just some things you want to do with the YouTube channel to help you know the baseball community? Yeah, uh, when you were texting me like like a couple minutes ago to get this going, I was working on this uh, other uh, clip that I'm gonna I'm gonna start working tomorrow. I'm gonna try to finish it tomorrow morning. It's more about I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people who's uh, about myself. You know, it's gonna be my third video, my third clip. So I'm gonna talk a little a little bit about about myself on this one. But as answering your question, uh, pretty much I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get tips to 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 these coaches out there. Nothing against a dad coach, a daddy coach. Nothing against uh, a guy who wants to help this little league team. You know, because I, I've been around for too much, and then every time when I go to these um, little league games, I mean, I know. I mean, 
11, 12 kids for just one guy or two guys. And then they have to pay attention to so many details. So um, the first video that I, that I, that I post on um, YouTube was about uh, to pretty much pay attention on um, pitching counts, you know, pitch counts on your pitchers. Remember, uh, I've seen this coach, okay, uh, Michael, go and warm up. You're pitching this game. You're starting this game. Okay, and then this kid, I mean, he hasn't stretched. He hasn't, I mean, he doesn't know what to do in the bullpen by himself and his catcher, and he's throwing, and he's throwing, and he's throwing, and he's throwing for 10, 15 minutes, and then, and he's, he, he's even uh, uh, throwing his curveball when he's only 10 or 11 because he want to show off the catcher his curveball, and then, Mike, are you ready? Yeah, coach, I'm ready. And you don't know how many pitches he, he threw in the bullpen while you were giving, doing fungal to your infielders and outfielders. So those type of tips, you know, uh, those type of videos where, I mean, my, 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 uh, my, uh, audience will be pretty much that right there, the parents and then, uh, the literally coaches and high school, uh, high school, high school players too, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, uh, just, uh, subscribe, uh, just go ahead and look for Carlos Munoz and then my picture, I'm just sitting in this bucket, uh, in this bottom cage and yeah, just, just subscribe and I'll be posting a video every week. That's my, that's my goal, which is very hard because as soon as I post one on YouTube, I start working the next one because I, I like to take time and time on details and all that. And remember my accent, this is my second language. And sometimes I'm recording and then I'm almost done with my audio and then I messed up and then I have to start all over it again. And I'm like, oh my God, but I got to do it. You know, it's like a, trying to give back to the community. Yeah, yeah. Because this sure. is my, yeah, this is my butter and bread or I don't know how you said bread and butter. Whatever yeah, bread and butter, yep. And then. Yeah, so I'm just trying to get back to the com the, the community. Yeah, and I understand about editing, man. I, I do the exact same thing with this podcast. It is just brutal. Yeah. It's 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 time consuming, I'll tell you that much. Especially yeah, for yeah. me. I'm a yep. I'm a high schooler, so it's like it's even more time consuming. But uh yeah, man. I mean, yeah, just giving back to the community is a big thing and that's what I try and do even with these podcasts. A lot of my questions I, I try and ask you know, to help out the, the future generation of, of, you know, coaches and, and players and stuff, because that's what's going to keep this game thriving. I mean, that really is what's going to keep this game thriving. If we have more people getting into the sport, getting into what, you know, getting into the sport and just getting a, co a company with it, you know, learning more about it and getting to become a better ball player and such. So, and, and, and even when you're saying as, you know, a little leaguer, a little leaguer, you know, throwing curveballs and stuff, I always say, you know, it, it looks nice throwing all the curveballs and all that, but I always say kind of simplify it at that age. You want to kind of develop their skills as years goes on. I mean, it's good to have two pitches as, you know, a little leaguer and stuff, but you want to simplify it for them as well. So then it's not overwhelming early on in their career because that's probably the worst thing that could happen to a young little league player so exactly carlos it was a pleasure having you on man good luck with your youtube channel uh i hope Thank that you. it goes well i'll put a link in the description i will shout it out continuously throughout the podcast every time you have a new video on i'll tell them uh when you get a new video out and i'll tell everybody who listens to go check you out and your youtube channel and it was a pleasure having you on man and uh enjoy the rest of 2020 
Yeah, and then thank you for your patience. You know, you've been you've been reaching to me all these days, and then I've been busy here in my house and practices and YouTube and my daughter's homework and now my daughter's tutoring and after school and here and there. But thank you, man. And if you want to do this again, just uh, just call me or text me, and we can put together something else. You know, yeah, baseball related. For sure, man. I was I, I'm happy to have you on. Obviously, you know you being a bullpen catcher you kind of get a different insight and such uh you know it's a bit different you know than being just a regular player and such and kind of being a player it's a it's a bit different when you're a coach and stuff so i enjoy getting the different perspective of things in the baseball world and yeah yeah, for sure man i'll be happy to have you on and maybe one day i'll be on your youtube channel one day i'll be i'll honor so thank you thank you again thank you for everything yep Alright guys, that was Carlos Munoz. Carlos, man, what a good guy that man is. Go check him out on his YouTube channel. Again, he was with the Astros, a bullpen catcher. He's done so many great things. And it's just really cool to be able to listen to some of these stories because he knows these guys. You know, J.D. Martinez, he worked with in his career. And Hunter Pence, who I'm getting on Thursday. Or actually, well, when I'm recording this, I'm getting him on Thursday. This is actually uh, January or not January, February the 3rd, I'm sorry, it's been a long day, man, I, this month is, January gone by quick, bro, um, anyways, yeah, man, Carlos, uh, thank you so much again for jumping on, I will be more than happy to have you on again, maybe we could talk about some, you know, I don't know, Major League stuff, you never know, uh, anyways, uh, that is pretty much it for this episode, next episode, again, as I said, Hunter Pence is coming on, so, Hunter Pence, you're up next, going from a former Astro to another former Astro who's most likely going to be back in the league next year. I'm excited to see where he, he goes. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully he gets signed by a team. I don't care which, but I hope he gets signed by a team. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get Hunter Pence on. Obviously, you know who Hunter Pence is. Most people here should know who Hunter Pence is. Two-time World Series champion. He's won a few awards. He's won, obviously, he's been with the Giants, Phillies, Astros, so him and Carlos have some time together. I'll probably actually DM him that that I had Carlos on. It'll probably lighten his day, um, or you know, probably think it'll be cool. I guess. Um, yeah, he's been on the Phillies, Astros, Giants for a few years. Actually, probably the most of his years. And he was also on the Rangers last year, and he made the All Star team. So. Uh, very excited to have Hunter on. Very excited to get him on. It will only be a 15-minute episode, not as probably long as this one. But honestly, though, I love these long interviews, man. And Carlos gave so much insight. I love these insight interviews. They just help you guys know these guys more. And Carlos is a great guy, great bullpen catcher, just a, a hardworking person. So, uh, again, thank you, Carlos, so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule. And, man, I'm, it's not that I'm not – I'm patient, man. When you're in media, you got to be patient in life. So, you know, you just got to be patient, wait for the return, and we'll get it done at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, But anyways, again, thank you guys for all listening. We would like to thank our sponsors, Pick Drafts DFS. Uh, That is the official gambling site of the sports gambling site of the Florida State League radio network you want to go bet on your favorite teams and players go check out pictrafts dfs which does football basketball and baseball for the season obviously football is over the super bowl has been crowned with the chiefs winning by a score of 31 to 20 
Patty Mahomes getting the MVP. Obviously, his dad was in the majors for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, congrats to the Chiefs on winning their Super Bowl. Obviously, different sport, but had to bring that up. But, yeah, they do football, basketball, which is currently going on, and baseball as well. Go check them out, and please play responsibly, 18 or plus. And also go check out Officials Depot, the official referee and sports umpire gear for the Florida State League Radio Network. Go check them out and use our discount code FSL Network and save 15% off at checkout when you check out Officials Depot. And by the way, on pick drafts, go use our discount code to save 25% off FSLBB19. That is FSLBB19. That is all in caps as well. Again, thank you guys for having me on. It was a pleasure to have Carlos Munoz on. Hopefully we get him on soon. What a great guy, man. Awesome dude to talk to. And uh, that's pretty much it. See you guys in our next episode, which will be Hunter Pence, two-time World Series champ. Excited to get him on. See you guys in our next podcast.